All right. Let's get it. Pop it, boy. Turn me up, Turbo. Y'all already know what the vibes be. Drake be speaking to you on this. He let me let me let me break it down for y'all. For, for, he he was like, Look, I know girls love Beyonce. Girls love to fuck with your conscience. Girls hate when niggas go missing. And Shardy, you ain't no different. These days it's hard to meet women. Feel like my love life is finished. I've been avoiding commitment. That's why I'm in this position. I'm scared to let somebody in on this. No, he's scared to let somebody in. Why you think he in this position right now? No new friends, no, no, no. You know how this shit go. You got your fair share of admirers that call your phone. You try to act like it's just me, but I am not alone. What do you say? But if you're alone, then say my name, say my name. Drake takes pleasure and girls saying his name. It hypes him up to the level of his ego to boost it to the moon. Just take notes. Take notes. Yeah, I love you and you ain't running games. Say my name, say my name. You acting kind of shaded. Baby, why the sudden change? Say my name, say my name. Say my name when no one is around you. What do you say? Yeah. Uh. Say my name. Say my name. Cause those other men are practice. This, this ain't no time for acting. This ain't no time for games. This ain't no time for certainty. This ain't no time for locking your phone and not coming home. And starting some shit when I'm in the zone. This is what it is. He starts chopping. He starts chopping. No, no, no. You know how this shit go. This is not for years ago. Time escapes you. Now forget how it feel when this shit moves slow. All the whipping whips that make the young boy take that long way home. All my young boys around me saying get money and fuck these hoes Where we learn these values I do not know what to tell you I'm just trying to find a reason I say go out every day I need someone that'll help me think of someone besides myself I need someone that'll get through the front door with us We don't want to hide no more But she's not shy no more Needles want to play the side no more No, not alone Even though nothing is the same Let me get your ass alone Let me make you say my name we cry together this episode is around you say baby I love you and you say my name you acting kind of shady baby what a sudden change say my name say my name Together this episode. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Entangled Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Poetic Justice, here as humbly as I can. And this is the podcast where there ain't no hoes, but say it with me now. We do think out loud. 
If you listen to this on the streaming platforms, go ahead, drop down or drop up in some cases and give us a full five star rate. That helps out with the algorithm that helps us get seen by more people who are in the podcast and helps us grow. Not only that, but we dropping new episodes every Monday and Friday starting and ending the week off right. Um, let me tell you about a place, guys. A place is free of judgment. Free scrutiny. Join the Patreon, guys. For just a dollar a month, you get access to a 27 different bonus podcast. And on these bonus podcasts, we come speak free of the lip. There's a lot of things we can't say on the streaming services that we let it all out and lay it on the line on these bonus podcasts. So go ahead, do that. And it's a phenomenal way to help support our podcast. And also, shout out to today's sponsor, The Anchor Rap. But more on that later. How'd y'all feel about that? I I was thinking, I was like debating on like what to use for the uh, intro song for the pod this week. And like I was watching Listen to Why You Shit and he he intro Drake's song Jaded. And I was like a Drake song would be phenomenal to start with the pod, to start the pod off this week. So like Girls Love Beyonce has a special place in my heart. I was like probably like 13 when I first heard it, and like when I first heard it, I didn't hear the original version of it, right? I heard like a parody of it. I was a shout out to Modern War Negro, aka the Black Okage. Um, he he playing he he did this like remix. He was like, no no girls. Like he was pretending to be Darth Vader, but like with a. So he's like, no, no, girls like Beyonce. Girls like to fuck with your conscience. Girls like, and it, like you just go. It, it was so funny. It was so funny. I had to check out the original song. Checked out the original song, and I fucking, I was on that shit. I was thirteen. Drake, Drake had me in vibes. Drake, Drake had me in vibes. How's your How's your morning going? How's your evening going? Is it going well? Are you Are you on the way to the bag or leaving from it? If so, I hope you have. I hope you have or had a wonderful day today, sweetie. You know, this episode, like every episode, is also sponsored by our Patreon members. From our one dollar tier, we got Trinity Moody, we got Cedric Rhymes, Jaden Fields. These are the backbone of our Patreon. If you see them in the street, you respect them as such because they out here big steppers. Then we have our ten dollar tier. Shout out to Michelle. <laughs> Let me suck your pussy, Michelle. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 yeah. If she, if you see her in the street, you better kiss the fucking feet that she walks on. Oh, kiss the ground that she walks on because she's just blessed you with her presence. That's a big step right there. You respect her as such. Uh, how's my week been? Well, 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 well. My week's been okay. I've been uh really debating. Like so like I was looking back at my numbers and stuff from the pod over the past month. We did phenomenal as far as clips went. The clips went semi viral. So shout out to those. Love that. Now I gotta keep producing. And um Yeah. Like I made a second batch of clips. They didn't do so well. I think it's because I be talking a lot of shit. That's why I think these clips didn't do too well. Um, which, it, again, 100% fair. 100% fair. Uh, I talk a lot of shit. So, like, ladies, let me reiterate one more time that 
I love, I'm infatuated with women. If you're a woman, I love you by default. You have, like, I have nothing against y'all is basically what I'm trying to say. I just say these things out of humor and some things I notice. And again, this is coming from a guy's perspective. I don't know what goes on between a woman's mind. If I did, I would, I would have a harem right now. But I don't, I don't get no bitches, okay? I'm bitchless. Like y'all, like y'all ever seen that episode of the Boondocks where Tom lost his girl to Usher? That's I. I'm Tom. I'm Tom in this scenario. <laughs> Fuck it, boy. Let's get into it. Life's full of tales and stories, but it's those stories of what define our character. This week's being I don't got a name for this one, which is unironic. But like, I was thinking, I would, like I just thought about this story uh, earlier today. Y'all remember Demon Time? <laughs> uh, for for the new listeners, Demon Time is a name I, of of one of my ex girlfriends. If you look back in our catalog, you you could probably find the episodes pertaining to her. But yeah, y'all remember Demon Time? Um, I was just reminded of like a funny little scenario about what happened towards the end of our 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 time together. So let me explain. Demon Time was the name that we dubbed my ex-girlfriend. And when we said she was a demon from hell, boy, she was on demon timing. I came home one day and she was getting bust down. Somebody was bust down, Tatiana. Mm, I want to see you bust down. Like she, Somebody was beating her fucking back in, bro. And that's, a, that's, part, of, I'm, that's part of the reason I'm kind of bitter. But like... After after I discovered this uh, atrocity, it was only right that uh, we end our relationship. However, comma, the place that we were living at at the time wouldn't allow me to kick her out because her name was technically on my lease. So she stayed with me for an additional three months after I found that out. In that three-month span... Boy, I tell you, I went through fucking hell. Man, like, this is weird talking about my quote-unquote trauma. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, just snort. What the fuck? This is weird. But, okay. you Obviously, the world is paying attention to the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case. I'm not as famous as Johnny Depp, nor do I have as many problems as he does. But when I tell you, boy, I was going... I was going through it. Like you you want to talk about Marvin's room? I was I was in my shit. Like I was just depressed because all this shit like cause she would she would play mental, she would gaslight the fuck out of me. So like I would be in my room cuddling up with Kiki and all of a sudden you just hear I'm just like, damn. Hello? How could she do this to me, bro? Yeah, okay. I thought I was a good nigga. I did everything I was supposed to do. Ain't this some bullshit? I thought I was a good nigga. Why? Why? I had him down for that bitch. Cups in a rose. I got a message on my old phone. You know what, I'ma call one and go home 
I felt. <laughs> you saw how I intro that. That was smooth, right? I thought that was smooth. But all that to say, like some shit that she would do, and like I can't, I I cannot make this shit up. One day, I come home from work. Me and the dog, oh, we cuddling, we laying up, and then. I'm seeing flies around my room. I'm smelling the smell of shit. Like, okay, I'm I'm a, I'm thinking my dog shit it somewhere inside the uh, inside my room. Look around the entire room, couldn't find anything. Like, what the fuck? Go to sleep that night, wake back up, even more flies swarming around. It's like I'm now 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 I'm like persistent. Like I'm smelling shit and there's flies. Where the fuck, bro? Tell me why she put she. Took a bag of dog shit and put it right underneath the uh, crown of my bed. That's a dirty bitch. That's a dirty bitch. Um, she. Huh, there's a lot of shit that I'm trying to think of, like all the little shit that she did. But like, like she did a lot of shit like that. And like, obviously, I didn't put my fucking hands on that bitch. <laughs> Thank God, thank the Lord above. Uh, and incredibly taxing. It it took a toll on me to the point one day I was at work. I was making my money. It was a normal work day, nothing too stressful. But one customer pushed me too far, and I ended up having a full fucking mental breakdown at fucking Top Golf. And I'm cry- I'm crying. I'm I'm doing that shit. It's not a good look. All that to say is like she put me through a mental fucking turmoil. This bitch was a demon. So one day, we got into a fight, a big fight, to the to the to the point where hands were thrown. Um after said fight, I pondered for a couple of days because she I now now we need to get this bitch out because, like, she feel like she want to put her hands on her, on me, and if I put my hands on her, that's not going to be a good look. So she got to get the fuck out. So I press charges on her. Told her the I told her like three days later after I press charges, like, hey yo, I press charges on you, and then she, this bitch this bitch went crazy, crazier. She goes, "You did what?" I was like, "Yeah, I, pr- I, I press charges on you. Why?" The fuck you mean why, bitch? Dude, I see these markings on my fucking neck. And these ain't no hickeys, bitch. This this some real shit. And and she was like, huh, how dare you? And she walked off and she brought another nigga in the house and she, they had sex. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. So I'm in my room. Got the door closed. Me and Kiki, we laying up. We watching some anime. Eric walked through the front door. She opens the door. <sighs> I'm so glad I almost got away with murder. All right, Miles. I, I, 
I, I see what you, I see what you're doing, demon. I see it. Next time, I should just I should just commit the full act since nothing's going to happen to me. Bitch, why are you doing this? Why are you why are you? Oh, shit! And then something told me, and like I recorded it. I th- I'm I'm pretty sure I recorded it because like this bitch was wilding. Uh, so she was like, "I'm so glad I finally got away with it." And then I was like, "Bitch, fucking whatever. I don't fucking care anymore. You about to you about the police about to come one time about to knock on the door and take you away." So I go to sleep. Wake, wake back up. She come back in. I'm assuming she left and she came back in. This time she was more belligerent. Louder. I didn't like it. She was like, I'm so glad I got away with murder. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Somebody shoot this fucking bitch. <laughs> shoot me. In my suffering. And then she just continues and persists. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just ignore this bitch. And I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to go back to sleep. Went back to sleep. Woke back up to my phone blowing up. Bling, 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 bling. Like, who the fuck calling me? What time is it? Check the clock. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, who the fuck is calling me at 2 o'clock? If you, if you are a person that is awake in the wee hours of the night, you're a fucking demon. And you decide... If you're a person that's awake in the wee hours of the night and you decide to call people, you're a fucking demon, okay? How dare you ruin my good sleep? I'm over here dreaming about... Rihanna, rainbows and sunshine, and you're over here fucking that up for me. I and like it's worse when you have an annoying ringtone. Like, like, hey yo, your phone is ringing. Pick it up. It's ringing. What you doing? Answer the goddamn. I gotta kill you now. You you got to die. That's the only logical explanation. Calling me at 2 o'clock in the goddamn morning. You must be out your rabbit ass mind. So I look at the caller ID. And it's demon time. Bitch, why the fuck you calling me? We live in the same damn house. You could literally just knock on my door. Why are you doing this to me? You're like... <laughs> I, was, I was about to be on my Chris, bro. Like... I was really about to be, like I'm thinking about it now like I was really about to be on my Chris Brown shit and then like it's I think it would have been funny because the reaction that I would have that I got versus that she would have got totally different because if I if I went my Chris Breeze if I woke up Chris Breezy and decided to hit that bitch oh you know how many like quote unquote feminists would have hopped in my like fucking DMs like no one you're a sick man you're a sick individual how dare you lay your hands upon a woman you are a man you're physically stronger you shouldn't hit a woman ever don't believe that (laughs) don't believe that (laughs) if a bitch try me a bitch can get tried as simple as that Oh my god, I shouldn't be saying that. That's wild, Miles. You can't be saying that shit out loud, bro. What you doing? You can't be saying this shit out loud, bro. So I answered the call. But you won't. I'm slow. And all I hear on the other side of the phone is 
Miles. This bitch. <laughs> what? I need your help. Can you can you come get me? Now I'm hearing the tone in her voice. I'm thinking something's wrong. I'm like, oh my god, this bitch sounds like she in trouble. Not my problem. That is not my fucking problem. <laughs> That's tough, Chief. I'm sorry. That is tough. Can't help you. She like, and then she's like, I know me, you've been fighting back and forth for a couple, couple days, but I just, I'm really alone. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, deep down, it's like, I'm laughing. It's two o'clock in the morning, and I just woken up from a deep ass sleep. I am, I am like, belly touching my back. I'm like dead laughing. Like I, I had to phone beauty so she couldn't hear. But I'm like, just bro, like what? That's <laughs> like a part of me like this, like yeah, you're alone. You're crying. You're 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 in misery. Good. Success. Yes, finally success. Revenge. Like. I felt so good. I felt so good about myself because I wasn't I wasn't alone and stranded somewhere in a random location at two o'clock in the goddamn morning. I felt so good about myself. So I was like, all right, I'm not I'm not completely heartless. So I go, All right, where are you? Obviously asking the essentials. Where are you at? Who you been with? Are you by yourself? Essentials. So I'm looking at I'm looking at her um her FaceTime. She's like, I don't know where I'm at. I'm looking at her FaceTime. I was like, bitch, you're in our apartment complex. She's like, I am. That let me know this bitch is fucked up. She's severely fucked up. I was like, okay, now I got to find this bitch. I was like, all right. So obviously I found what room she was, yeah, what apartment number she was at. Walked down there at um Got her and brought her inside. And obviously, I went right the fuck back to sleep afterwards. And I was all this to say: this is like a fun, chicken fun story. But all of this to say, in no scenario is any kind of abuse accepted. Mental, physical, psychological. Well, I guess that's the same as mental. Um. In no scenario is any kind of abuse accepted. It is kind of fucked up that we live in a society that uh, that glorifies women abuse and uh, basically tramples or runs over man, male abuse because males aren't are taught from a very young age that we have to be strong, we have to be independent, we are not allowed to show our emotions, and a woman cannot abuse us. That is not true. Men can be abused. Men can be assaulted. And it's because of those gender standards, a lot of men refuse to retaliate. Now, I'm not saying you got a Chad Johnson, a bitch, but I am saying you need to defend yourself. You need to... It's Especially if you're in a romantic-type-ish relationship, you got you to gotta think about things other than just... You got to think about things other than just like, oh, this is a person I used to be be involved with. That was nasty. That was nasty. 
this is a person that used to be involved with. You got to think past that. I know it's hard, but in order for you to finally break the chains, you got to you got to you got to stand up for yourself. So I hope that rings true for somebody. Somebody listening to this cuz you deserve better. And you should get better. You don't deserve that shit. All right. Let's look up. Let's look up our from one asshole to another this week. Do do do. All right, all right, all right. There we go. Yeah. Oh. Am I the asshole for not getting a gift? If I, am I the asshole for not getting my girlfriend a gift for her birthday? I don't know, Brosie. Rose, let's find out. My girlfriend and I have been together for almost three years. Gifts have been a sort of a sore spot, at least for me. For the first year we were together, she made me some cakes and things for my birthday, which was nice and everything, but then she took half of them and gave it back to the family. It just seemed kind of weird, like, here's your present, but I'm taking part of it back. Then her birthday came that year. And I did a bunch of stuff for her. I got her balloons, flowers, a card, and some gifts. Christmas came, and I gave her a few gifts, and I didn't get anything. Following birthday, following birthday of mine, nothing. For her birthday that year, I got her a gift, but didn't get all, but it, but didn't go all out like the first year. Last Chris, last Christmas, she wanted seat covers for her car. I bought them, but wanted to see if she gave me a card or anything, which she didn't. We went to a lunch a few days after Christmas. She kept insisting on coming over. I felt like I had given her. I felt like if I had given it to her since they were still wrapped and sitting in my living room. But that sort of thing was the last straw with me and guess with her. My birthday came and the same thing. Nothing. So almost in almost three years of Christmas and birthdays, I've got half a gift. I've tried to talking her about it, but she just claims, oh, she forgot or it has so many other people to shop for her for on Christmas. She was dropping hints before her birthday for different stuff, so I knew what she wanted. I just didn't want to buy it. Her birthday came, and I didn't get anything. I didn't get her anything. I figured, why keep putting in effort and buy gifts for someone that can't be bothered to even make me a card? It's not a financial thing either because we're both making about the same amount. And like I said, I'd appreciate a homemade card that she drew or something. So we went to celebrate on Saturday. She kept saying she was excited to to get her gift. I took her out to dinner and then wanted and she, then she wanted to come over. So she came over to my house. This is fucking long. She kept looking around for a while. Then I said, okay. Then she said, okay, I'm ready to open my gift. I said, what gift? She said, ha ha, seriously now. It's my birthday. I said, I know. She said, quit messing around. I said, I'm not messing around. I really didn't get you anything. She said, then why did I come over? I said, I don't know. You wanted to. She said, you really didn't get me a card? I said, no. I just figured you we're not doing gifts anymore. I mean, you don't give them so. She gave her usual excuse. She gave me her usual excuses, like you're hard to shop for. I'm not. I tell her what I like and some stuff. It's only five to ten bucks. Or well, I forgot and other things. Then she said it shouldn't be about receiving. It's about giving. But thanks for being a passive aggressive asshole and ruining my birthday. 
Am I the asshole for getting my for not getting my girlfriend a birthday present? Let me talk to you, bro. I don't think you the asshole. I don't think you are. Because okay, y'all been together for three years. That's almost a thousand days. Or practically a thousand days. You know her. And you know her habits. She been dropping she if she's like one of those girls that like Girls, why do y'all why do y'all take priority over a whole month and like name that y'all birth this is my birthday month, like every day of that month is your birthday? Explain that to me. What sense does that make? Why? I'm I'm getting that kind of vibe from her. So she drops hints. Obviously, you're not dumb. You know what she wants because she does this on the regular. She does it for Christmas. She does it for every one of her birthdays. So, you know. And, then, like, you probably, like, hey, you probably just told her straight up, like, hey, yo. Like, I, you don't got to give me anything, but, like, if you if you did, I, this is what I'd like. Or you probably just, like, hey, yo, that's nice. I, I'd really like that someday. You probably just dropped subtle but obvious hints for her like that. And the fact that this bitch don't even the audacity. Where's my gift, bitch? You can get to stepping. I don't give a fuck. Like, how dare you? I've been for three years. I've invested in our relationship, right? And you gonna come up? Where's my fucking? You got me sixty four trigrams of all kinds of fucked up. You know that. Bro, you're not the asshole. She does need to be a little bit more emotionally intelligent about what's going on between you and her, especially when it comes to gifts. Because girls like that, they like to be pampered. They like to be taken care of. They they conform when they want to to gender standards. I think you did the right thing. Now, if this is a big problem for her, Maybe it's time for y'all to see other people. She don't deserve your sympathy, my G. She don't. Fuck that bitch. She she not even that bad anyway. Shit. <laughs> I give terrible fucking advice. <laughs> all right, all right. So this past like last week, last week, last week, I went to this. I want to talk about it, and I'm gonna get in trouble for it. Fucking. Last week, I went to this um, I went to this bar club thingy, and it was dope. I took I took my took my lady out. You know, we went out. We had a good time. I showed her I showed her the Midtown Lights. She had a good time. That was good. One of my favorite parts in Midtown to go to is Unicorn Disco. Unicorn Disco is the hype place, especially like on a Friday to Sunday night. It's like, it's like hella people there. I, I, I like being surrounded by people. Good music. Good drinks. You know. People doing their motherfucking stern. This night hyped me up to the fucking moon. Um, Let me just. Okay. On average. On a scale from 1 to 10. Let's be let's be real. Poetic justice. I am a solid seven on average. And that's, 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 that's not like I'm not like 
ugly. I'm not like fine, but like just like all right, all right. I'm average. I can I can live and accept that. So we go to this place, you know, the, the, the people got drinks flowing, the music schmanging, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm like, my my hips don't lie, baby. My hips do not lie. If I hear something good, they gonna they gonna start moving. So I'm on the dance floor. I'm I'm having a good time. People are like noticing me, like, oh yeah, you're a really good dancer. I think I think that's the only reason they made the comments they made later. Um, so I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Dab them up, and then something that. Rarely happens in a blue moon. I don't know if it was the pheromones that was being released in that space and time. But you know, I'm talking about shorties is pulling me like, like, hey, they like, they dabbing me up, starting conversations with me, uh, like chopping. I'm chopping it up. Like I was thinking like, yo, I might not be that ugly. Little dick came out here schmanging. We we love it. There was this one girl, you know, and me and her, she was cool. Uh, so me and, like, Shorty was, first of all, can we talk about her? Shorty was fucking wild. Um, because I, I'm not okay with people touching me at, uh, in a public place. Mainly because, okay, look, there's a lot of people around. I don't know none of y'all niggas. Um, this is kind of weird, but I'm. But yet at the same time, I'm also okay with dancing with people like that. So it's a weird uh, double entendre. I don't know if that's the, that's not that's not what it's called. You want to take that out? Take that out. <laughs> but it's weird. It's very very weird. So this particular girl, um. I'm on the dance floor. I don't know what song was playing, but I I was I was doing a little a lot of uh a little shimmy rock, and then she I'm assuming she came from behind me. She comes from behind, twirls around into my field of vision, takes her finger, rubs it like up my abs, and I'm pretty sure she put it. Put it in her mouth. At this point in time, I feel violated. Like this bitch just took a piece of me. <laughs> like this bitch just took a part of me and put it in her. I'm thinking, like, hey, yo, like this is crazy, broski. This is wild. So. I'm thinking, I'm like, Mike, bro, what the fuck is going on? I, I can't, I'm not with the shits. I am not. And then, like, I, that girl disappeared from my field of vision right after her. Like, I felt, I felt violated, but in a good way. Because now I'm scoping, like, now I'm paying more attention to my surroundings. Because that was, that was already weird as fuck. And I'm, I'm still in the middle of the dance floor. And like I'm, I'm, I'm observing people. I'm just like, okay, okay. And like the finer girls in this 
club bar area they were looking at me i'm like yo in my mind i'm hyping myself up to the guys i'm like yo i am that nigga like like it like some had eyes of lust some were just like okay that man's is killing it and i'm like just like y'all like i'm I'm, this is like this is why i like going to clubs slash bike bars and stuff i like attention i'm an attention whore I love it so fucking much. You give me attention, I might suck your toes. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But while I was at, at this club, some things I thought about. I want to know how many unread texts get sent out. From girls who are having a girl nights away from their men. How many? Cause it's, it, I just, it's just a fucking wild thought. Like, you know, like, cause I was dancing. I'm thinking about like, yo, like a lot of girls that keep like, they, they'll dance, they, you know, do their thing, whatever, and they'll reach into their pocket or, or their, or their, the bottom slit of wherever the fuck this is, your dress, pull it up. Return it, and I'm just thinking, yo, Shorty just got a text from her man's, and she just looked at that bitch and put it away. I'd be a worried ass nigga. Speaking from me, I'd be like, I text my girl like, hey, yo. First of all, let me let me clarify. I'm not texting my girl on a girl's night because I wouldn't text her on a guy's night because, like, bitch, <laughs> I'm not trying to hear from you. You're the last person I'm trying to hear from. I'm trying to hear from these bitches in front of me. Like, oh, that's fucking wild. I'm like, I, can't, I can't be saying. <laughs> I'm not trying to hear from you. We got we got other honeys around us. The point is, the point is to get away from you. Men don't have guys' nights. It's like, yeah, men men don't got men don't have guys' nights to just drink with the bros and get away from their women. Getting away from their women is a is a, is a is, a, is is one factor, but from what I understand, most men go to the strip club. I don't like strip clubs, as y'all, as y'all, as y'all know. <laughs> I hate strip clubs. <laughs> I hate them with a passion, bro. <laughs> like, 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 what, what sane man thinks? Like, hey, yo, we should go to the strip club tonight. For why? It's like, hey, the girls is the girls there. They fine, bro. I'm talking about they. They scrump delicious, and like we should just go, you know, throw a couple dollars at them, and you know, enjoy our time. Nigga, that's gay. <laughs> Nigga, you tripping? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's that's I think that's gay. I think that's kind of gay. If you're going to the strip club specifically just to not get that's that's what you you you're going out to not get bitches. That's what you're doing. I can't support it. That's some that's some nasty ass shit. You dirty. <laughs> oh, that's fucking wild. But yeah, like. How many of those texts do you think go out? Like if I was a if I was that type of guy, I'm texting my girl profusely.
profusely that night to the point she gonna get in. She she gonna uh, her response is gonna going to be annoying. Like nigga, can you leave? Like what do you girl ladies? What do y'all respond to that? How do y'all respond to that? Let me know. I'm very curious. Also, another thing about this whole club situation, going to, I said this on a TikTok before, going to the club with your significant other is by far the ultimate test of y'all relationship. This is also, this is why I know I ain't shit. This is why I know I ain't shit. And also why I think I might be slightly polyamorous. Slightly. Wait, I'm at the club. Again, I'm with my lady. And um, we're turning up. We're having a good time. We're turning up. And then the eyes. I like, Again, I start feeling the eyes looking at me. And some girls actually approached me. And um, they, they chopped me up. Like, hey, how you doing? And I'm, I'm, I'll be acting dumb as shit. Like, I'll be, I'm like, yeah, what you, what you, what you mean? How I'm doing? I'm doing extravagant, lovely. How, how you doing? <laughs> I'll be acting dumb as shit, boy. So, so like, like, so in this scenario, hey, how you doing? What you mean? I, I, I be smiling harder than the motherfucker because, like, I I reckon game recognize game. I'm like, what you mean? How I'm doing? I, I'm doing I'm doing extravagant. Like, how you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm doing good. It's that in the third. So so, did you come here by yourself? And then I like I think about it for like point three seconds. Damn this girl, baddie. Oh well. Then obviously answer her question. I go like, nope. Wait. Yeah, yeah. I said I said that right. I said I had to think that I say that right. Like, so like, no, nope, I did not come here by myself. Uh, you see, you see that 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 right there in the in the middle of the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, that's mine. And then she's like, oh, okay, I understand. Well, well, you. Have a good night. They, we shake hands and we dip off. And I'm just thinking to myself, if I was in an anime, right? If I was in an anime, my harem would go crazy. My harem would go crazy. This is some conceited ass shit. But like, I'm just thinking, like, yo, my harem would be crazy. Like, because like in my harem, I imagine. That I'd have a taste of every kind of woman I like, you know, little little white women. I got some sisters in there. I got some Arabic ladies. I got some Indian. I got some natives. I got some Asians. I'm like I'm just sitting there on the fucking throne, like, yeah. People looking at me like, like you ever see Superfly? Like you know how he was in a like um I think it was Brandy T. Jackson. In that movie, I might be wrong. Don't call me on that. Um, but he was in a thruple. Yeah, yeah. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. All right. 
something I've been thinking about is white people. How do y'all describe racism to your kids? Because that's a nearly impossible. That's a nearly impossible concept to to to, to describe to a child. As a young black kid, I my I my, my father did an okay job of ingraining racism lessons into me, being like, "Yo, if you're ever stopped by the cops, put both hands out the window, slow movements, nothing too fast, don't reach for nothing, um, speak with respect, uh, even when he's being disrespectful, so you won't get shot and killed." You know, typical shit. But like for white for white people with their culture being what it is, with their American culture being what it is, how do you teach the concept of racism to a child? Now, what made me think about this? I will tell you, listening from somewhere around random part of the world, I was watching one of the latest episodes of um of Atlanta, which by the way, Atlanta's doing a fucking phenomenal job. Great. Like like three or so episodes in a row, they'll do a continuity story based on like Earn and then like like earning his story as it progresses, whatever. And then like they have like one off episode where it's like a like a film festival type ish episode. Or like somebody compared it to um, a black like a black mirror episode. Like has nothing to do with the story. So on this particular one, um, black people were able to get reparations, and if you were if you were able to track who was your 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 oppressor your your descendants' oppressors' ancestors or like descendants not ancestors their descendants, you could sue them for uh, pain and suffering, and get your uh, restitution and or. Um, I just said the fucking word. I just said the word. Reparation. There we go. Reparation from them. So in this episode, uh, the the main character of this episode, he's a white guy, works at a nice little uh, firm business thing. He makes a decent amount of money. And he just Right now he's going through a divorce. And Shaquisha... It was her name was something like that. She come knocking on your door like, "Yep, this is the guy. Um, your ancestors enslaved my ancestors about four hundred years ago. Now I'm suing you." She was suing him for three million dollars, and this was some ghetto ass shit, boy. She popped up at bro work. She popped up at bro like dates and shit. She popped up at. The, I'm pretty sure she popped up at this nigga's school too, at his at his daughter's school. And then, like, one day, he's driving home. And his daughter asks him, Dad, are we racist? And then, he, I don't I like the way he answered the question. But probably, which gave us the answer that he's probably just a little bit racist. Mm, a lot of phlegm in my throat. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that was nasty. I gotta clean that up. I'm probably gonna clean that. I'm probably gonna cut that out. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. 
But yeah. How do you how do you okay, scratching race. How do you teach racism to a child, period? How I think I would handle it. Because again, the concept of racism is nearly impossible to teach a child. Cause it's it's impossible for them to grasp that that there are some people in this world that are biased and prejudiced just because of the way that you look. That's not okay, but it is what today's society is. And as as black Americans, it's our job to navigate that space. If I had to teach my son, my son and or daughter about racism, how would I do it? I think it'd probably be bold words. It would probably be better for them to see it uphand in person. See, like, showing them, like, the stuff with George Floyd, showing them about the riots in Ferguson, showing and teaching them about our history as black Americans. Because I think critical race theory is now being, like, etched out of, like, school. Because a lot of schools, especially in the South... They're trying to like eat like they don't like teaching about slavery, and it's it's a white agenda. But we're we're gonna talk about whatever, whatever, whatever. So I read this tweet. I read this tweet that said that anime niggas be slaying the best dick. Now, I would know nothing about that because I am a straight male, but, like, as a nigga that does watch a lot of anime, I can say I be giving some of my, I be slanging dick, bro. Like, I be slanging dick like it's going out of fucking style. Like, you know, (laughs) here's how I know I slang dick. You ever finish up on a John? And then she hit you with that. Why you doing that to me? And you be looking dumb. You be acting dumb as shit, boy. You be acting dumb as shit. You be like, you be like, <laughs> you be like, what you mean? What I do? You be acting dumb as shit. And then like, like you just didn't beat her fucking back in. Like, that's how I know I'll be slanging dick. Because that happens, like, every time I have a new sexual encounter with somebody, and I give some of my best work, and like, and like, like, the emotional connection got to be there for me to, like, like all right, let me, I got to crack the necks, you know, do the Goku stretch, got to, uh, got the stretch, stretching action in, yeah, okay, I'm about to destroy this bitch fucking chicks. That's how I know I'm about to go in there. Like, like she, if she make me want to stretch before we get into it, oh, baby, you're not going to be able to walk. It is my job to ensure that you get yourself. <laughs> I like the, oh, I'm crazy. I'm crazy as fuck. <laughs> All right. Free story. If you don't know, Megan, the, the Megan, the Stallion, and Tory Lanez case is steadily progressing. Now, despite how cases should be played out, which should be in court, now it's starting to look like 
the real battle of who will win this case will be determined by the court of public opinion. Because now both Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion are quote unquote trading blows. Tory hasn't said anything about it, but Megan, she's been very, very vocal. With her song Plan B that just recently dropped, it's very much suspected to be about uh Tory Lanez here. Let's let's play uh let's play a snippet of that. So video watchers, this is a good time for you to transfer over to the audio only. Who the fuck you think you talking to, nigga? Fuck me, nah, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Damn fuck, nigga. Still can't believe I used to fuck with you. Popping plan B's because I ain't playing to be stuck with you. Damn, I see you still kick it with them op bitches. I'm the only reason that your goofy ass got bitches. All right, I think we get the fucking point. So, like, two minute song, two, three minutes, and she's basically just going in on Tori. Allegedly. Not only that, but this past week, she was on an interview with Gail. And Gail is a, a, a daytime TV show host of like Good Morning America, I do believe, or something like that. Something along those lines. And first of all, Gail was a terrible interviewer. Because she didn't ask the questions that... She didn't ask the questions the audience wanted to know. And... And not only that, but fucking Megan Thee Stallion was fucking fake crying because she was trying to garner some type of sympathy from people. Here's my thing about the Tory Lanez versus Megan Thee Stallion case. Megan, why the fuck do you keep changing your fucking story? This bitch changed her fucking mind more than a fucking... Can I say that? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. That's that's Patreon-level shit. But this bitch changes her mind quite often. Like, damn, I need you to find the story and stick to it. Don't change the details because that's what's making you look kind of shifty. And in, in the said interview, she tried to portray herself like she had nothing to do with the situation. Like she just got out the car and Tori... Pulled out to that dance bitch and just shot her in the foot. Now keep in mind, initially she didn't think she got shot. She initially, well, let me say that. Let me not say that. Initially, she said a piece of glass cut her. Okay, all right. Then she said. Then later she come out come out to say she only said that because she didn't want to feel like nobody dying from the police. Okay, I get it, Miss Ma'am. I get it. But in this interview, she. She begins to paint a narrative that she had nothing to do with what was going on. So, allegedly, Tori, no, not not Tori, just, okay, I'm going to just say, allegedly, she got kicked out of the party. Her and her little group and entourage, including Tori Lanez, all got kicked out of Kylie Jenner's party. They were in the car, and they were arguing. To which uh, the car was then pulled over, and she, uh, that's, yeah, that's, now we caught up with the main details of the story that she said she 
got cut or a bullet shot her. I do think she did. I do think she did get shot, but I don't think Tory Lane shot her. Who are some other suspects? Well, first of all, the gun residue wasn't even on, gun residue wasn't even on Tory when they when they arrested him. So how could he shot the gun? And the gun wasn't uh, registered in his name. It was registered to the security officer. Think, Mark, think. <laughs> like, one of these things is not like the other. Like, it's, it's, it's fucking common sense. And the fact that most people, like, people still, like, riding with, like, you... It, you can debate if she's if she's a good artist. I don't think she's a good artist, but you can debate that. But like, she basically destroyed this man's fucking career off of a fucking allegation. It's been two years since this shit happened. I hope when Tory Lanez fucking beat this shit, boy, I hope he gets some well deserved retribution. Make that bitch career fucking flop to the ground. She don't need to be in the industry no more. And in latest news, Dave Chappelle got tackled on stage today. Uh, this just happened. I woke up in the morning and I saw the news report. I said, oh, I, I got scared. I thought somebody taking one of the brightest stars that ever to grace the sky from us. Dave Chappelle. I look up to Dave Chappelle for multitude of reasons. Look up to him because he was he was willing to turn down a bag to stand on his ideals. I look up to him because his style of comedy is a level of intelligent ignorance that I wish to hope to achieve one day. I look up to him because Dave is that nigga. Okay. So what happened? Well, Dave was performing at the Netflix is a joke uh, festival. Uh, he was doing the closing set to which. A member of the crowd that then got on and rushed, rushed Dave. Dave, oh, words, articulation, rushed Dave on stage and tackled him to the ground. Now, this man was apparently armed with a gun that held a knife within it, which I don't know how that works, but it does apparently. Uh, but Dave's security fucked this man up. Like, I'm talking about, they beat the brakes off, mans. Like, you look at the video of him getting put in the gurney. His arm is literally bent out of place and faced the other way. And this man is, he looked like, he looked like Martin. That one episode where he got that allergic reaction. Yeah, I know, I know about that, nigga. I'm not that, I'm not that young. Yeah, bitch. Fuck with me. All right, let's get into so let's, let's get into our music bag. All right, all right. We got Future's album. I never liked you. Now this album was it was very it was a very tear album. Now I'm not a I'm not the biggest Future fan, but I can appreciate. Art. First of all, the Kanye song on this whole go. Crazy. The Kanye song was A one. Uh, I can't remember. The, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but it has something about setting the city on fire, and like not only that, but like you can see in the in the Kanye's verse, he's dealing with his uh, 
with his like his mental issues with like what's going on with him and Kim and his, his kids. Um, and I like to see that. I like to see a black man healing from his trauma. The song for a nut is what you. Ex- I just, I just, I just flew a bitch out for a nut for a nut. It's some, it's some toxic ass shit. Um, the both of the Drake features went crazy on this one, and it gave me this Drake on both of the on the both. Words are fucking up tonight, bro. Drake on both of the features on this album uh, gave me very reminiscent of uh, the collab album that him and Future do have together. And I like to see that because I think that was one of the greatest Drake projects ever produced. But listening to this album, I kind of got like... I got, like, a deeper sense of it. Because, like, me, when I'm listening to albums, I try to think of, like, the greater story, the greater theme, and what is he trying to convey? What are they trying to convey in this album? And this is what I got for you. In this album, futuristic... I said, I'm about to say futuristic. In this album, Future has a rep for being toxic. Everybody knows this. The book of Future, he got a rep for it. But with a deeper look at the track list and actual songs that are inside this album, you can see a bit of vulnerability coming from him. And the vulnerability comes out in the tracks like Wait For You and Voodoo. I think that the album was supposed to display, you know, his gritty, his focus, getting to the bag mindset versus his vulnerability and his emotions being with women. The duality of both. And because, like, on like, even the phrase "I never liked you," that's toxic as fuck. But when you get into the album, you learn why he kind of like you. You kind of like understand. I wouldn't say learn, but you understand why he's toxic, and that he like he can be perceived that, but like he really does have. He has a vulnerability to him, so that's what I like for this album. So, so some songs for you to. Check out is wait for you, uh, puffing on zooties, voodoo. I'm the one. I'm on one. All fucking great songs. All right, let's get into TVs and movies. Are you the one? Me and Carl have finally finished season six of Are You the One? And this shit, they when I tell you they pulled a fucking dub out the back of their ass. They only had one confirmed match out of their 12-episode series, and they were there for 10 weeks. One confirmed match in 10 weeks. And on their last week, they last they came together, they mixed match, they tried a couple different scenarios, and they, they got the dub. They got the fucking dub. I, I didn't think they was going to win. Because how you go from, like, one match to... 11 They did they motherfucking thing So shout out to the people of season 6 Most definitely shout out to the MVP Keith Keith is the one that rallied everybody together Now at the end Like in the middle of this like season finale Episode You know he got a little crazy because He saw first of all Rest in peace Alexis Um, He saw Alexis flirting with Michael 
I'm like, okay, okay. But like, she took it. She took it a little bit too far because Alexis was a jealous bitch. No, no offense, no offense, because she died. She died uh, a couple of years ago. Alexis was a very jealous woman, so she saw that shit, and she was like, "Yo, bet." Walks off with Michael. They start uh, shotgunning some beers. She she poured beer on her yitties and had Michael just slurp it up. And the best part, they went back in the house. Michael act like hey, shit happened. Michael was doing him. And then when Keith when Keith fronted him, like, hey, yo, what the fuck went on? He's like, ain't nothing, ain't nothing go on, big bro. We was just shotgunning some beers. And he's like, man was on a rampage, bro. It burned and burned her fucking childhood uh, fucking bunny. This man, like, and that's why they weren't a good match. Because, like, like she said, they were both too vengeful. Which was a great way to put that. So I watched this. I I got recommended this movie on uh, Netflix called Collateral Beauty. It's one of the great. It's one of the great Will Smith projects because you know he he does have his lower tier of movies. In Collateral Beauty, uh, Will Smith loses the life of his daughter, um, and then begins to write letters to. Time, death, and love. Basically, mad and angry at them for um, for taking away his daughter. Now, in this in this movie, uh, Will Smith plays a character named Howard. Howard owns a big a, a big business that basically given him millions throughout the years, and he has a couple partners that he started with now. He's been recluse for over three years since his daughter's death. And they need this man to get better because if they if he doesn't, they're going to lose significantly amount of money and they're going to lose their business. So what they do, this is kind of fucked up. They they hire actors to play love, death, and time. And basically answering them answering the letters that he wrote to basically force his re- force the reality of like that hey, your daughter's gone and you can't continue like this are those the three absolutes in the world love death and time cuz time albert einstein called time a a persistent illusion because day, night, morning, afternoon is all perceptions that we use to measure. It's all is all man-made perceptions that we use to measure our, our our own our own day passing. There's no there's no actual concept of time. We just made it. No matter no matter what happens, everything begins and ends with death. Life begins after death. Uh, does it? I don't know. I'm not going to get too deep. But then everything has love within it. Love for a job. Love for love for life. It was a good movie. 
essentially. And I thought I thought it was very interesting to see to um to get into the psychology of it of writing letters to concepts because I don't well, if you could because like concepts like that are like very intriguing. Like if, if I wrote a letter to love. I would I would probably say something like love is bound love you are boundless no matter where I turn I I, I you're there and though sometimes that you you sting like a you prick me like a thorn on a rose but even the rose has the sweetest of scents that was fire that was fire wasn't it. <sighs> What are we going to do? All right, let's get into some anime, though. Spy Family. When I tell you this nigga Twilight pulled the fuck up for Anya, that was the most G shit in the anime so far. That was This was my fucking episode for Spy Family. Let me explain. This episode of Spy Family is finally time for the interview. Twilight has been preparing both your and Anya for this specific day. So they pull up on the campus and they they off rip both your and fucking um Twilight notice they're being watched. And they they hidden they they pledge allegiance to the school founder. They um they're they're doing the strut they're helping out citizens like random People events and there was one part where I, I I knew your is not to be fucked with. There was a random stampede which wasn't a part of the test, and like the stampede could had a potential to hurt a whole lot of people. So your was like, oh shit! She drop her bags, jumps up, hits this fucking cow that's leading the stampede in its pressure points, and the cow just shut down. I've never witnessed more G shit. Ever in an anime like this, and then she hit some kind of she she did the superhero landing, and like, I, if that was me, and if I just saw my wife just basically take down a fucking cow slash stampede like that, I'm gonna be scared and I'm gonna be horny at the same time. I don't know which one to feel, cause that was hot. So they go up. And they finally get into the interview room, and you know, like one of the one of the head dudes, he's like, "Hey, thank you for your assistance earlier." And I was finally getting into this interview. There's this nigga in the interview. He just bitter. He bitter as fuck because his wife is leaving him. He don't got no hairline. He don't get no bitches. His life is fucking miserable. So you know what he does? He makes these interviews hard as fuck to pass for everybody because he hates life. So interview starts. They they interview Twilight. They interview Yor. And then like man starts asking intruding questions like, oh, how do you feel not being her real mom? Nigga, did I fucking ask you how I feel? <laughs> oh, Usa. All right. And then it was a straw to break the camel's back. They started interviewing Anya. And the same bitter nigger, nigger, the same bitter nigger, he goes something like, um, 
how do you feel like your is compared to your real your real mother? And then Twilight thinking like, I know this nigga just did not fucking ask this shit. Fucking Anya's parents are probably fucking dead. And again, Anya's a telepath. She hears it. And she's like, she starts crying about her mom. And then you see your, she just start, I'm about to kill this man. And then we get the dopest anime anime scene to follow. Twilight just taking this off, bro. Restrain yourself. Restrain yourself. Restrain yourself. You, all you see, he's like, it's not my fault. You ain't got a bro. Was like, it's not my fault. You ain't got a real mother. Then that nigga Twilight pull the fuck up, about to give this man that one punch man type. Oh, that was too clean. But he stopped himself short and ends up killing a fly and breaking a desk at the exact same time. He's like, oh, my hand slipped. This is a nigga not to be fucked with. This is a nigga not to be fucked with. And then they just leave. On some G shit. Fucking Twilight pulled the fuck up for Anya as he's supposed to do. I'm on Spy Family. Spy Family is my favorite anime this series. This this season. This season. Alright. A dating sim. I'm on episode five. Let's talk about dating sim. Last episode, you know, they it was the start of the one v five. Okay, main character. Excuse me. Main character gave four of them niggas unparalleled smoke. Even one nigga planted a bomb on his mecca, blew that bitch up. And my nigga still gave him smoke because the mecha was unfa- unfazed. Unfazed. So now we're in a final fight. This episode, he fights, he faces the prince. And you know, there's a little dialogue going back and forth to, between the both of them. And he tells the prince, like, if you not thought about what your actions entail, you don't even know this girl. But you've fallen in love with her. Fuck out of here. Proceeds to give the prince easy smoke. Clap that nigga. Now we just sitting there like, damn. This nigga really ran the fave on a 1v5 and smoked all five of them. And then afterward, afterwards, it was a lot of like damage control. Like he had to apologize to the uh to the kingdom's royal family. He had to uh Take he had to renounce his rank, even though they promoted him even further. So now, like he owned property and shit, and like it was just, it was just like I'm, it was a, it was a vibe. And so, like I'm very, I'm very excited to see where the growth of this is. But like at the ending of the episode, we see because like all these all the the people that fought him in the one v five, they all lost their status because they lost the fight. So they were renounced. They were renounced from their families, and so they basically start going to the dungeons to build some kind of like to build their money up so they can fight fight old bro again. So I'm very exci- I'm very excited to see where that story takes off. Uh, Tomodachi game. If you don't know about Tomodachi game, Tomodachi game is basically Squid Games, but in an anime form. 
uh, basically they have these these five students. They have an insurmountable debt. They get uh they get kidnapped and put into this game where they can have a chance to not only repay their debt but also get a little money on the side if they choose to play. Um, but in this game, there's a they they have one friend in their group that is steadily trying to destroy their friendship because I don't. We're not a hundred, and it's not a hundred percent sure if he's the one who put them in the game in the first place, but he's definitely the manipulator of it. So he's manipulating the friendships, manipulating his friends for a bitch, bro. Like he, like bro, is so obsessed with one, like his friend, but like she knows, like, like I, she likes somebody else. She doesn't like the the dude who's manipulating him. And it's it's a it's a good anime, but this episode we get to the climax of one of the games, and basically we find like the uh, the traitor in their friend group gets outed, and it's like yeah we know you've been you've been on some bull crap, bro, you've been on some bullshit, and then they call him out and like he starts having a whole mental fucking breakdown. So Tomodachi game is very mid. But I'm excited to see where it goes. All right. Is that all my... Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That was a solid... That was a solid episode. I feel like... like I, I, I ranted a lot. But, like, you know... You know how we get it. We, we get it. We get it how we live it. All right. Let's see if we can find... Ooh. Alright, let's see if we can take this bitch out. You know what? You know we gotta hear you know what? We gotta hear from our baby before as we as we head out this episode. We gotta hear from our baby. My baby. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know, nigga. If I can fucking find it. You know what? Why is it so oh duh? Alright. Well y'all already know. Go ahead, check out the Patreon, support the podcast. It's the best and only way to help us grow and help us get to the goals that we need to do. Also, leave us a full five-star rate because you know we be working hard as fuck over here. And it's also a great way to help our podcast grow and expand and help us get to where we need to be. Follow all of our socials, you know, Only Poetic Justice and Justice the Poet on Twitter. Y'all already know. Remember, guys, keep them thoughts out your bed. Keep them in your mind. Jesse, go ahead, take us off. I told you we was going to cry together. I told y'all we was going to cry together. I told y'all. Ese amor me dio sorda 
Los consejos de mi mano no me llegan, no me llegan De donde ahora De la carne de ese barrio desespera Eterno, escapó tu memoria Tal vez sin canciones Que no me que tu nombre Aunque te reemplace con otro Pues fuiste el que me trataste mal Pero quieres excusas pues fuiste el que me trataste mal ¿Qué tal que yo te tratara igual? Te hace falta enamorarte de una perra Te hace falta verte una quena Te hace falta encontrar una gemela Que te quiera el corazón Que te tu pena Así de pronto aprendes Wow, hold it there Let's take a quick break to pay some bills. This episode is proudly sponsored by the patrons on Patreon. Join our Patreon, guys, and get access to hours of unreleased bonus content. We have our $1 tier, a.k.a. the kingdom of our Patreon. And the reason why we do this, it gives you access to our main podcast shoutouts and bonus podcasts. Not only that, you also get access to our Discord server. And then we also have our $5 tier where you get all the above and plus access to ask us questions via our Discord. And last but certainly not least, we have our $10 tier, which gives you access to weekly vlogs and exclusive VIP access to any future events that we will be holding. So join our Patreon today, guys, and support us and the podcast. 